I always seemed to be hit with like black scripts. It was very much like, oh, here's this trauma here. Can you do this? Can you do this? And I was like, I kind of try and touch on topics like in my way versus the sometimes what I see is low hanging fruit from brands. Hello and welcome to the Now Then podcast. In this episode, we talk to Damas Haddad. In the conversation, we discuss the value of making your own work, developing your own material, and discrimination within the industry. Now then, Damas, nice to have you in. It's been a while. It's been a while. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So it'd just be good to have a bit of um, background where it all kind of started for you. Yeah, um, like I always wanted to do film, but I was so scared of film. I didn't really feel like, uh, I didn't really see there was like an access point for me into the industry. Um, I didn't, I wasn't even really aware of like uh, the UK film industry like that, just in regards to commercials and music videos and so forth. So um, I went to music, music was like my thing. So I was working at Universal in marketing. Uh, most of my premise was essentially kind of marketing albums and artists and so forth and um, it was really cool but I sort of got like a little bit of a filmmaking bug while I was there so I was always kind of filming content like for artists kind of partnering them up with brands and doing like just like interesting kind of branded content not knowing that that was a thing at that time and then um, sort of moved from the music industry and moved over to Sony Pictures and then over there I was sort of in marketing but like the filmmaking bug still was kind of really sort of ramping up and I thought I saw more of an access point I guess with like the age of DSLRs with the 5D and sort of you know other cameras coming out filmmaking felt like a lot more accessible and sort of creating ideas and sort of running with that uh yeah it became a thing so um at some stage I moved from marketing and went over to the uh production team that they actually had and um that was just based on the skill set that I had so they were like okay cool you know do you want to come over this side and I was like yeah let's make it happen so I sort of learned set experience and just sort of what things were, scripts, um, you know, making sort of 60 second kind of films and 30 second kind of promo bits and so forth. And then I went freelance. And then the freelance year I had, the first year was like trash. It was like horrible. Like just working on like basic fashion films, you know, like, hey, you know, get the cotton there and show the stitching here. Just like no real, um, no real kind of emotion and so forth. So I started kind of working I guess kind of on my own pieces and was just trying to find music artists to kind of work with and do some stuff. And then I done a few bits that kind of got, caught the attention of Partisan and I had all these things that weren't released. So one of my film's fathers was like kind of halfway done. And there was a few other things that I had that hadn't come out. So like Lost My Faith, um, which was sort of the big music video sort of, I think kind of gave me a bit of a name at that stage. These are all things I had in the bag, but just didn't understand sort of what they were or where they may be able to go. Uh, and that was kind of my introduction in. So it was kind of a roundabout way of sort of, I guess, kind of coming into things. But yeah, that's how it was. Cool. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting you talk about that, actually, because after looking through all your work, it seems to, I guess, what's the, you know, what's the kind of common theme, do you think, that runs through your work? Because when I watch it, it feels, you know, really quite poetic, really emotional, surreal at times. Um, there's definitely like... Um, an obvious tone of voice like within all your work yeah it's a good question uh it's one that i can never really answer because it's uh it's really awesome kind of hearing how you've articulated it because i think i've heard similar but like i don't really go out with those intentions i kind of feel like 
maybe surrealism kind of really fits where I'm at. I kind of feel like existence is surreal, like consciousness, waking up, being here. You know, we're sort of in this bright world at this moment of time, but surrounded by darkness. It makes no sense, but does make sense. Um, kind of feel like existence is surreal. So I feel like that comes through in my work. Um, the poetic nature, I kind of feel like just life is a metaphor. And I feel like that always, uh, especially with the personal work, I think sort of seems to be a theme that sort of like runs through. Um, and then, yeah, I've heard people say that, you know, like a lot of my style sometimes is like very still and sort of like those kind of moments. And uh, it's true to a point, but it's really because most of the time I have no budget to move camera. <laughs> and, I can't, and I can't be uh, handheld all the time because then people start thinking, oh, he's just a handheld guy, you know? So yeah. um, the minute that the camera starts moving all wonky, you know, production value is lost. Yeah. So I kind of found that like, you know, kind of me being more still and saying, okay, like this is the best I'm gonna get in this frame. So let's like harness that became like a thing. And then, yeah, people I meet always say like, oh, you do that all the time. I'm like, ah, no, when I don't have budget, then you'll see that yeah. a bit more, but yeah. It's funny, it's it's funny because usually people go like handheld. I feel like I went the opposite way. Yeah. And then and then now it's like, oh, you work so like handheld. I'm like, wow. Because <laughs> I don't have budget for a cam, you know, yeah. most of the time. Yeah. No, I, I think I got conscious of it at one stage because I think kind of getting into production companies and just hearing the logic of like how EPs would think and, you know, put things together. I remember hearing something where someone was saying, oh, you know, that director is just the handheld director, yeah. which is why we're just going to give them the fast stuff, but it's not going to mm. be like the production, you know, where the, where the high production value was at. They weren't necessarily considering them for that. And I remember that being like really consciously in my brain being like, okay, cool. It's really being looked at, at these stages, even though handheld may be right for this type of story. And like, you know, I look at Black Swan as a film and I love how handheld it is and just like visceral. And I think production is, you know, fantastic, but just kind of hearing it there kind of made me really conscious of like, okay, cool. I have to be really, you know, super thoughtful about how camera moves and what I'm showing and just figuring out ways that components can build so I can get on the productions that I'd love to. It's, it's mad, isn't it? Like how people, I guess, in the commercial landscape can look at a piece of work and go, that person does that and that's what they do. That you just, They do handheld, so that's all they do. Mm. You know, they can't... But like what you just said, it depends on the story you're trying to tell. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's weird. I get it. Cause I guess it's kind of like a monkey see monkey do mentality. Right. Um, cause they want to say like, you know, okay, cool. You know, you've shot water, you can do water, you know? So it's, it's prescriptive like that. I get it. Um, but then I find it really funny with like Hollywood in comparison, because you can go off and do like a comedy and they're like, man, you should do like seven, the sequel, you know, and you're seeing like, I guess people kind of seeing a voice and seeing like hallmarks of what you could do and imagining where I kind of feel like sometimes with commercials and music videos, that yeah. is lacking. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it used to be there a bit more, but yeah, in the last few years, it kind of feel like, feels yeah. like that's kind of emitted I mean, at the moment. Well, it's almost like, right, if I'm going to get a car commercial, all right, if I get this music video, I need, let's put a car in it and figure that out in some way. Yeah. And then they've gone, then somebody can go, oh, look, Ozzy's filmed a car, he can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's true. Very true. But I also, I also we, we were chatting about like, you know, how you, I feel like watching your work <clears throat> for me, and I guess for artists, like I, it gave me goosebumps. Like, you know, I, I really it. enjoyed it. I think the challenge that I see is how, how have you found it translating your tone of voice into branded content and commercial, you know, because you're speaking to different people who sometimes just won't get it or maybe just don't want to take the risk on something as, you know, um, 
Yeah, well, it's like looking at your work and going like, right, how can I sell trainers? Mm. Yeah. You know, because that's how they think. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. It? yeah. And it must have been tough to then, I mean, maybe because you had other branded stuff before, maybe. I don't know. Because I feel like, I feel like your, your short films are, I can f- totally feel you. And I feel like your commercials are slightly, there's definitely a difference between the both. And you can see the struggles with all the 20, 30 different heads who have like, you know, you've been maybe having a little battle with there and then you see no struggles here because it's very clear that this is your vision and this is the way you want to take it. Yeah. What's that been like? Yeah. It's like a tough constant battle uh, for sure. Um, I remember talking to a few people who had done a lot of passion projects and also doing commercials. um, And, you know, they were saying essentially, you know, once you're around sort of creatives and it's their vision and body, um, realistically, you're kind of like a conductor, you know, conducting to someone else's song. Yeah. You know the mission, the mission statement. And I remember just asking, you know, sort of a few of these directors, like, but how do you get your style across? Mm. You know, and a lot of the things that they were talking about is like having enough passion projects, enough of your own work out. So when creatives and brands are coming over to you, it's more like, hey, can you do what you do in this hallmark, but more with us versus sometimes it being the other way around? Now, I don't think it's like as conclusive, but yeah, it's it's constantly a battle because I think, you know, I shot a few things this year commercially that I'm kind of cool with, but like maybe feel hollow to me. You know, a lot of people around me and sort of the production company are really, really happy. Uh, and from a competency side, I'm cool. Mm. But in terms of feeling, like it's not, you know, for me, it's just like, I know I'd, I'd do it this way. I'd have this here, I'd do this. And there's battles that you can have and battles that you can't have. And sometimes it's best to battle on another day. Mm. Um, but this was interesting with um, the film Flowers that came out because it was kind of squeezed between two commercials that I was doing. And so at one point, I think there was a conversation to be like, hey, maybe you leave the short film and just focus on these, right? And uh, sort of coming out of it at this tail end, I have less investment in those two pieces than I have with this. And actually that's been the thing that's given me sort of a bit more resonance. Um, so in my head, I was imagining it not existing and how I would be feeling right now. It probably would not be good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but I do want to find more of a way of trying to translate that more into uh, my style commercially because um, yeah, there's just a lot of work that I see that I love and I've seen people really execute that at like a really cool level and just be super emotive. So I think it's kind of more figuring out sort of those types of scripts that I can do that can kind of show off that a bit more and sort of translate more and building up that trust. Yeah. Mm. Is that a conversation? As I'm jumping in there. Yeah, as sorry, right. yeah jump in. Is that <laughs> jump in like you're rude. Jump in. Um, is that like, you know, because you, uh, you've been kind of floating around different production companies and at the minute you with Agile. Is that like a conversation, you know, you guys have together in terms of like, okay, you know, them understanding you as an artist and going, cool, we're actually going to put you forward for these kind of scripts. Or is it, or is it something more on your side where you go, you know what, this is, I'm, I'm looking to go in more in this direction. Is that, um, is that something that happens or has happened? Yeah, it's definitely been, I think we've had really positive conversations like constantly, like at Agile, they've got like a really good ethos and support. I think um, it's one of the places that I've been at where like I can say honestly that like they look at you as a filmmaker and sort of look at you know where you want to be what you want to do and how you want to work and then things kind of form around that so that's definitely been a conversation um so we've been earmarking together like the types of um agencies that we feel kind of create the work that we really love um be looking at script styles and I'm trying to make a few breadcrumbs like in the build-up towards kind of making more of that kind of work um like I kind of want to do something like I have this idea about doing a film that feels 
like a spec, but it's not a spec. But if you wanted to show an agency, it kind of has that kind of like, I guess, composition. Yeah. But it's actually just going to be a film that I make. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about doing that and them supporting that um, just to start getting scripts in that in in a similar type of vein. Because I kind of want to do more things that have like a bit more of a narrative touch. Mm. Um, still have some technical prowess to it as well. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the breadcrumbs feel like the best way to maybe approach it. Cool. You're getting emails, mate. Sorry. <laughs> First email, I'll hear that. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> they just replied to this. Um, well, it's, it's funny because we were like looking at your website and then looking at Agile's and we were like, oh, he's keeping his commercials off his uh, website there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's on purpose, yeah. right? I guess. Do you separate, are you separating it? Like purposefully like what agile are there for that selling thing and then you're here for this or yeah it's kind of my mentality um you know it, it's like a, it's a double-edged sword right you know sometimes like you can do that and it's like it has its pros and its cons so for me the pros are i kind of show more of the work that i feel like is reflective of me and what i want to do and so forth and that's my site and then uh the agencies that i'm with or production companies can sell the things that will sell me for example mm. um the flip side is that then like if a uh, creative comes on board and is like has no idea i've done any brands that may just be the the out from the jump right but interestingly enough all the agencies uh that i've met people seem to respond to those works you know they're constantly kind of responding to those those things more so than others i guess just like i feel like the brands kind of make it feel like okay you can talk to you know you can handle the brand you can handle clients you know that's the that's that side of it so yeah i think for me I think once I start to get kind of like commercials that I feel like super feel like it's closely reflective to me, then I think I'll probably move more of that in. Because it's funny because you, you jumped a few places before you landed in Agile. I did. Um, I, f- I feel like you had a lot of, to say about production companies when I, I first I, met you. <laughs> about, was it about contracts? <laughs> contracts. I just, I just, I don't know. Production companies, you know, I'm not with anyone in the UK and it's one of them constant conversations we have about freelance and signed and what that means and things like this because you know we've said this before in the podcast we're in a whatsapp group with over 150 directors yeah. it's like yeah. there's a lot of us so i mean the pros and cons i guess of production companies yeah um i think we're at an age you don't need to be signed i mean you can be signed and i don't say it's, it's not a bad thing at all but I think, you know, you guys are examples of that. I know plenty of other examples, like Gabriel Moses, Olivia Rose wasn't signed for like a while until recently she went to Stink. Um, all people making great work, significant work, being seen, being consumed, being asked to, hey, can you repeat that or can you do this now? Mm. Um, it's weird because I've had friends recently in the last like two years signed to production companies and then like they're just shelved, you know? So I almost see it sometimes like it can almost be like an old school music label where like they're really hot on you. They're like, hey, can we grab you, you know? And I think just kind of being at a few different places, you know, again, I'm really good at picking up things and picking up like sentiment and sort of headspaces. And I felt like, um, you know, what I learned was that um, sometimes it can feel like at a production company that like they have ADHD for people. And they're like, oh my God, they're great, da, 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 da. And they're running off this energy. And then uh, the minute that energy may like, I don't want to say stop, I don't think anyone's energy stops, but if the momentum feels like it's slightly slowing down, they're kind of on to the next one. And then, you know, I've seen other things and examples where they're like saying to someone like, hey, this could be really good for your reel. You go off and kind of take that 
on board and then suddenly like it's detrimental to you and they're like oh well you did this and it's like oh well you did this because you said this you know and they're like oh you know and then they kind of sour and then sort of move on different places so I think I think like I took a lot of those learnings on and uh, sort of me bouncing from place to place was more like uh, okay here's a chance let's see how far we go oh it's not working out okay cool bye you know versus being like because um, I probably done it when I was at Universal I'd probably been there I was there six years and I probably should have left like a lot more earlier and probably the same with Sony. I think I was like in an office. Yeah, it's an office space for like 10 years and both jobs I should have left earlier. And I realized after that, I'll never do that again. I like the minute that I kind of feel something's not working, I will find a new injection of energy and get people excited. It's interesting you say that actually. We, we bumped into the Greg Hackett the other day, didn't we? Walking mm-hmm. down the street, <laughs> grabbed a bit of- Always good to talk to his Greg. Um, but he was great. Yeah, he's wicked. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about things about, uh, I guess, you feeling like you're kind of stuck to someone, or maybe that your identity is because of a thing or a production company, blah, blah, blah. And actually, it's something really liberating about just committing to your short film and like it's a good fucking job you did because then you've come away with that feeling and actually what you've got out of it is so much bigger than maybe what you would have had if you hadn't done it and it's just I think it's really important just to you know uh, be open to change I think Mm. not feel grounded you know not feel like anything's like labeling you or keeping you in a does that make sense yeah I'm feeling scared again that's what I want to feel yeah I want to feel like okay I'm scared I'm on my own let's try I, I mean it just like sent a rocket up my ass a little bit and um, it seems to be doing all right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, a, it's a good positive thing because I, I think what I didn't like in those places um, was uh, I think we're natural problem solvers as humans and then let alone filmmakers. Like this is like the second like phase of it. So I feel like in a production company when problem solving doesn't seem to be at the forefront, I'm very much like, a well, this is kind of, this doesn't make sense because we should, you know, if something's not working or we're not getting certain stuff, then we should be figuring out like how you do that. And I feel like if the mentality of the wider team doesn't really sort of align with that, then it's very much about like, okay, cool, getting back into filmmaking brain, thinking like, okay, I'm John Carpenter, how do I go get my film made? You know, yeah. and it's kind yeah. of, you know, that's the task as filmmakers, being like getting into that headspace and, and ensuring that we can get the type of work that we want to get. 100%, yeah. you know what, it's funny you say that actually, because I, um, I was speaking to, I've got a friend who's like a producer in the, the feature, feature film world, and, um, I were talking to him, I'm doing this uh, short next week and I was just talking to him about whatever stuff. And he was like, mate, you should come to Cannes next week. And I were like, really? I've got nothing to sell, do you know what I mean? But he was like, no, it'll be good for you to see the business side of things and understand how everything works. I'm going to put you in touch with some people, blah, blah, blah. You know, it went across. And now this whole like film, TV, long form feature world feels so much more approachable to me. Yeah. And actually, it's a business, and it's just people. <laughs> and most people actually don't give a fuck about the art. They just want to make some money. Yeah. But now I understand, okay, in order to... It always felt a bit of a limbo land to me, and maybe you get lucky and da da But actually, I, I kind of now know what they're looking for. One is writer-directors, people who like know the script inside out. Two is just, pitch, you just pitch, you pitch, pitching an idea to distributors and people who, who can package it up, find the right people. But it's um, it was so insightful, and I think it's really important to kind of... 
yeah. understand that. I mean, yeah, you, you said you went and everyone asking asking you well, what scripts have you got? What, like, what ideas yeah. do you have? Yeah, yeah. Because then they use that and they're like, oh, right, I can put you in touch with this person, this 100%. person. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of fakers out there. And I think being with uh, my friend Ali, like, he put me in touch with the right people, you know, and I think um, it makes all the difference. But um, yeah, yeah, really good insight, really good insight. Mm. And um, I guess, well, you know, it's in, in terms of well, you and, and, and you looking towards the future and stuff, what's, what's, uh, what's the goal for you? Features. It's uh, frustrating because um, I think my first year at Partisan, I like I had like two really good offers for a feature, and the the conversation around me was very much like a hey, you know, ignore that, think about music videos, la 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 la. And I remember just being like, um, still a newbie, so I kind of put it on myself versus it being external. Um, I remember parking it and being like, okay, cool, no, my immediate has to be you know these things. And then I remember when that area was slowing down, it became very much like. Um, you know, like, oh, you know, you need some more, more, more momentum da, 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 to kind of do this, this and that. I remember just kind of looking at things thinking, like, ah, okay, cool. Um, I kind of always got to go with my heart because if I start to listen to, and so it's, it's no bad on those guys at all. It was just more like, uh, um, I didn't know myself as well and I didn't trust myself as well. And sort of when things were coming on, I could have bounced on it sort of a bit more. Um, but I'd been writing scripts from, uh, feature scripts from that time and more. Um, so now, yeah, I'm sort of, in development of like my first feature at the moment. Um, so that's going really well. We're sort of in script stage and it's gonna to go to a consultant and then sort of go back and forth. But yeah, so feature actually, world is- talk, talk to me about that, you're in development. So I'm in development and I'm interested yeah. to see, you know, what is your like stages of development? For me, um, is it, have you got a lot of support or how does it, how does it work for you? Is that a script that you're writing or is it, um, have you got your, your crew kind of like already in position in terms of your producer and things that are going to kind of help you carry it through or? Um, yes. Very good question. Very good. Uh, the breakdown currently is um, production company there, um, sort of distributor, I guess, and financer there. Um, still looking for a producer. So I'm at the stage where I'm just meeting different producers that people have recommended. Some people I'm aware of um, trying to find the right fit to sort of take yeah. into this and hopefully uh, build a, um, I guess a future relation as well, just someone that I can sort of trust and sort of have that going forward. Um, originally, I was writing it as a short with mm -hmm. the idea of like doing short proof of concept and going straight into feature. Because um, it's kind of, it's a really unique premise, but like it's shootable on a smaller budget. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to kind of just show that initially and sort of get into it. But uh, because of the emergence of flowers, everyone was like, you don't need to make this a proof of concept. You should just, you know, we go straight into this. Um, so at the moment I had to, that was where my energy was. It was in that script. It was like version four of the short. And then it was like, no, throw that out the window. So now I come back to like my initial document, which was a uh, maybe 35 pager sort of treatment. But now I'm sort of writing um, like an 11 pager sort of treatment, like fully going into like every scene, you know, across all three acts. Um, so there's like the development team at Agile, because they also do films and they're sort of, they're doing the feature film of Femme at the moment. Um, their team internally has been sort of helping me sort of with a lot of the story points and sort of emotional core. Um, and then, yeah, the idea is that we're going to work with a script consultant sort of as we sort of more, work more with the financer. Um, so that's where it's at. The intention is to try and sort of get it done this year and actually get into production by, I, I think hopefully by December yeah. and sort of go into January and it's a bit more quiet. Yeah, cool. 
And actually, you were saying, I'm just taking over. It's fine, mate. It's fine. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> it's so ego with his questions. Well, it's interesting, you know. I, again, I'm fucking just jumping back over to Cannes because they were like, um, you know, it'd be good. The way in is actually to get like um, you know, a TV episode is always a good way in, you know. For sure. Um, but also, I guess one thing that I'm doing at the minute um, is funding my own shorts, actually, which is big stress, like... And I guess I just like I lack patience of waiting for funding or whatever. If I've, if I've got things moving, I like to keep it moving. Um, but actually, one thing that they were saying is actually, you know, great. You've got um, a production company that you're able to kind of give you support. Um, I just want to make it clear that if you're a freelance director, that's not always what you need. But there's so many platforms out there that is going to help you with these scripts. You know, you've got you know, screen, uh, screen, uh, screen Yorkshire. Uh, you were saying film supply at the minute is kind of giving out uh, you know there's so many different platforms you can get in touch with so like yeah don't feel alone or don't yeah. feel like you need to be uh within a production company to develop a feature or to develop develop a short yeah i was thinking just keeping on that kind of theme of short films because i really I, one of the first ones i remember seeing is the gift and fathers it's 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 tackling almost like three different like issues for me you as young fathers as black males and as um, as um, mental health, so it's, for me, it's doing these small three things like really well in a lovely, amazing, poetic way. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, one thing we were we were talking about in in terms of a question to to talk to you about was what has it been like? Um, what's it been like finding your voice as a black director within like um, this industry? Predominantly white. Yeah, industry. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting because like um, I kind of feel like when I first came in. Um, I didn't really find any barriers, not like not physical or kind of like mental barriers or anything like that. Um, but there was like little small things that would come up. It'd be like, you know, a slightly urban video would arrive and they'd be like, oh, you're perfect for that. And I'd be like, oh, have, you seen, have you seen my reel? <laughs> you know, that really kind of, you know, and that would constantly be a thing. And then like other stuff would come up. Um, I had one weird promo where it was for an artist that was international, uh, I think from China. Um, but anyway, I was asked on set to not, no, to wear a hat and not wear a, a beanie hat or anything like that, just to hide my Afro. Cause they were worried that the artist may figure out that like, I'm like, you know, black for example. Right. And um, I remember being a weird request and being like, cool. So I wore like a fedora and then my, my, <laughs> mate, <laughs> my mates were ragging on me for it. And I always remember coming back uh, realizing like afterwards, actually like how potentially horrific that actual request was. Um, <sighs> yeah. And it didn't seem to be anything from the artist at all. The artist was like completely fine with me, no problem, blah, blah, blah. Um, but obviously it was a weird request somewhere. I don't know if it's from management or whatever, or someone being overly worried about some stuff, but that's the only thing that's kind of ever kind of happened uh, like on set or sort of anywhere else. Yeah. I guess since BLM, um, the second phase I would say is that I always seem to be hit with like black scripts. It was very much like, oh, here's this trauma here. Can you do this? Can you do this? And I was like, I kind of try and touch on topics like, in my way versus the sometimes what I see is low hanging fruit from brands. Um, so I tried as best as possible to kind of navigate away from that. And I think my push has always been uh, showing that I can just work as equally as anybody else, for example. Yeah. And just making sure that hopefully things align in that sort of way. And that, you know, I think you may see like a slight POC heavy aesthetic from me, but that's just kind of more of what I know. But across my overall reel, it's quite like, it's very open and I always want it to be that way. Yeah, good. Yeah. Like it's your eyeballs, isn't it? It needs to come from your brain. Yeah, yeah 100%. It's like, you know. Um, God, I can't believe that comment. 
<laughs> but it's Man. weird because if you'd have heard that now from it's almost like having that experience to then learn from it and be like actually like I mean is it is it learning from it it's more about like what's has it has enough changed you know has enough has there been enough like change in the industry I don't know it's, it's something I keep asking myself it's definitely like obviously it you know familiarity breeds familiarity which is what I think where the industry is at this yeah. moment of time and I think sometimes it's like um I just notice it and it's just kind of like with newer talent, there'll just be like this idea that like, oh, you know, you need to do this and do this before we can kind of give you this, which I, I kind of get. Mm -hmm. But I think there's like, um, uh, someone said to me, they went to an event a few weeks ago and realized kind of how like, I think it was called out at the event. It's like, hey, you know, this is kind of, there's no real POC representation here. And people had to really look around the room and sort of realize that. Yeah. And um, I don't think it's like an easy fix, but it's just more like finding ways to, open things up a bit more because I think our industry can be quite closed which is why I think it's kind of familiar breeds like familiar for example um, so yeah so I don't think it's changed much I think there are steps being made towards it um, but it's just about being as inclusive as it can be and sort of training people the right way and giving people guidance as they come through and making it like easier for folks to get in and actually work at a high level um, and not having those barriers up and, and just being a bit more open-minded. Yeah. 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 And like you said, you didn't know there was a route in when you were working in the music side of things. You were like, oh, it's an, you know, I can't touch that. The oh, film thing. I picked up on that at the start. Yeah. That's what you said. You yeah. Know, you almost, you put that barrier straight away in front of it because I guess you thought film was. Yeah. There was like, I didn't ever see an access point. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't really see like my style of voice or anything like on screen. And if it was, it would always be like, extremely extremely urban and there was like no sort of in between right mm. and then i think my friend sean james grant i remember he used to be part of the directing duo and he was like the first director i knew that was like making stuff and it was really i was like what are you making like what he's like oh i've got to do this commercial i'm like what's that like what do you mean like what are you, you know he was showing me what he was doing in music videos and like artists I, I didn't know commercials i wasn't aware of but like he was doing all these really cool things and it was really captivating and then i met a few more people that were doing that um, but they were more fashion. They were working with like Louis Vuitton and Gucci. So I felt like, I was like, ah, oh, my Gucci friends who are doing Gucci stuff, like I get it. And then uh, it was just through shooting branded content that I saw more of an access point. So I remember River Island came to me and my friends one time and wanted us to make like a, a lookbook for them. And they offered us like 15 grand. And we're like, oh my God, we've been running around doing like videos for 50 pounds. Like, you know, let's, let's do this. You're like, great, you know. Um, we're gonna be millionaires. Then, yeah, and then just seeing like, um, you know, they were really, they were working with some really great directors at the time. So then I was seeing what like their level was. And it was just, you know, then I started seeing like, oh, this is actually a thing. And there's these great filmmakers making great work. And actually you can do that. And actually a lot of the conversations we were having were people were seeing us as like content people. And it's actually a filmmaking strand. And that was like, that's what opened my eyes. Yeah. Sick. Nice. We're pretty much there, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. One thing I did say actually to you before, you know, as you were sat down, you know, this is like, you, yeah, anything you want to talk about? Is there anything like uh, you'd like to discuss? Yeah, I kind of want to circle back to your um, premise of short films. Yeah. So uh, there's someone I really want to shout out called Mitch. He's made a really great film called Play It Safe. And he, um, it went I need to watch that. That's great. You need to watch what it is again. it on? Is it on? Um, yeah, because uh, who is it shot? Um, Jamie. Jamie, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. It's on, um, it's on movie, right? It's yeah, on movie. yeah, peep it. It's oh, very, oh, very sick. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he made it with compulsory, and but you know it kind of started with Mitch first. You know, Mitch, I think Mitch will say, I think he went to a few places and tried to get it funded and wasn't really sort of 
you know, getting that sort of luck of the green on in that regard. So, you know, kind of bet on himself and went off and made this film and it's been like incredible for him. And it's one of the films that like, uh, really sits differently to most of the shorts because most of them have been funded by production companies or finances, you know, BBC, Film 4 or BFI, for example. And this one wasn't. And it went off and done so well. And since then, he's had like multiple offers from people to make it a feature and so forth. And I remember speaking to him and he was saying that, you know, a few places, you know, that are interested, you know, were places that sort of weren't, you know, sort of pushing it initially, for example. So I think he's an example. And I've seen a few people do that where like, actually kind of going off and doing as best as you can and having energy means other energy is like attracted. And I think even if you look at like American filmmaking, so Damien Chazelle's first feature, Sean Baker, Safdie Brothers, Barry Jenkins, no one knows their first features, you know, no one. But the minute that you have something at 90 minutes, they're like, oh, you've made a feature film. You have that credit already. People are like, let's do this again. Well, you're interesting. So I think having that energy I'm trying to find ways of doing that. It doesn't have to be perfect, but I think having the hallmarks of like, you know, you look at Wes Anderson at Bottle Rocket compared to Wes Anderson now, it's two different people, but there's little breadcrumbs that exist there. So yeah, I think we work in such a permission-based business of like, please let me make this film here, let me pitch, please, please, please. But I think there is an art sometimes to like figuring out like how you can pull those components together to make it and then kind of force someone's hand. I, I describe it in two ways, which is like, I think we all, we all kind of fall in this pocket of wanting to be desired. So I say that we'd all, you know, we all want to be the sun and kind of have like things orbit us. But sometimes you've got to be a black hole and kind of force things to you. So if you can't be that one, I say you kind of, yeah, just transmit into the other one and kind of force things. So yeah. I think I'm going to write that on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's, it's, it's so true though. I feel like um, for me, it's like more about getting, I feel like the last two shots I've done, I'm the one in the van picking everyone up. I'm picking the kit up. It's like, I'm having to get everyone excited about this. Yeah. You know, I'm paying everyone. And it's one of them things where you have to be like the, 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 the one person who is, this is happening. This is happening. And, and, and if you don't do it, if you're not passionate about doing it, it will not happen. It's yeah. as simple as that. But I think one key thing is this new shot I'm doing on Tuesday. I wrote it and then spun around in my chair and just threw it over to Rob and I went, I've read that. And he turned around and went, oh, we got to make this. And I was like, sick. oh, sick. If, yeah, he's, yeah, if yeah. he yeah. wants to make it, you know, if you get your producer excited or whatever, it's, like, it's happening. Do you know what I mean? Um, I had no money, but I literally booked in a date and started thinking, started getting things moving because that's another thing is just like having a date locked you know yeah. locked in the diary it's yeah. equally as important as like you know it, it may be the most important even away from the idea because yeah. like I remember you know Olan would always and he still gets at me for it now but he'd I love his like, work he's, he's good looking to his he's, yeah he's very good um, but yeah he would like berate me for like never having a date in the diary for things we wanted to shoot and he would and he would do stuff and then he constantly had stuff and then people constantly responded to him because he had stuff and he was like, he's very, yeah, he's very like over-organized and very like committed if he's, you know, if he's saying something, it's this day and whatever it may be, it will be something. I think I learned that from him and just kind of that that whole push of like, okay, cool, this has to exist. So let's make it exist in, and it's like football. It's like, you just go in for those 90 minutes. Your aim is to win the match, but you're going to give your all in those 90 minutes and then whatever the match is, the match is, you know, and, you walk away from it and you think about the next next match. So 
yeah, uh, it's good that you've got that in and going straight in for it. Yeah. 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 I love these these, these <laughs> beautiful nuggets. You're giving. I'm just behind the mic, like nodding my head. Yeah. Just like, yes, yes, yes. So good. I mean, Sick. I could, like, I was. Yeah, really enjoyed that, man. No, yeah. so, Thank so you good. so much yeah, for coming on. Um, yeah, wicked. Yeah. Nice one. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Big so, love. Speak Appreciate to you soon. It. Catch you soon. Bye. <laughs> Peace.